This is Lonely Hearts Club with your host, Bridget Thumb. My guest in the studio today is Jaime J. Soto. Yeah, that's right. The Jaime J. Soto. You heard it. <laughs> the evil one. <laughs> it's still spooky season. The veil is still thin. Mm-hmm. It's November 22nd, the day before the turkey day. Yes, yes. And we're talking about what to watch and what we love. Mm-hmm. There's this show called Living for the Dead. It's on Hulu. Who knew? Who knew? No, it's not on Hulu. What's I, it on? It's, Nothing. It's. It, I think it's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. But the point is, it's great. Mm-hmm. And I have just kind of barely started cracking it open. But Jaime, you've seen more. I've seen it all, and I started it over again this week because oh. I was so. I was like, I know there's things I missed. I have to watch it again. <laughs> It's so fun. The first episode mm-hmm. talks uh, about this clown motel and yes. like ooh. in Tonopah, Nevada. I think I said it right, Nevada. Yeah, Tonopah, Tonopah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it kind of gives me vibes like Schitt's Creek. <laughs> it does. Kind of. Wait, Tonopah or the show or both? The hotel. <laughs> the hotel. Yeah. Oh man, the creepy clown hotel. Yes. Yeah, and it's like. They act like they're not trying to be a creepy clown motel, mm-hmm. but there's this the scariest room in the house uh-huh. has the biggest mural of like oh, what is God. obviously a super friendly clown. Oh, it's so terrifying. And that's the other thing too, like like the vibe on that episode is so weird, you know. Uh, I think we were talking about how like the owners had to have like this private conversation and then they had to come back in front of the cameras, which is so weird. Yeah. And every clown on display is like intentionally spooky like there's no happy clown that you see in the episode and it triggered this memory i had of when i was a little kid my aunt used to collect clowns like like little tiny uh ceramic and porcelain and plastic clowns so i would spend the night i would go into uh, she lived at my grandma's old house and she had the back room and like i'd spend the night and I remember, like, if I was by myself in that room, I would be freaked out because I would, like, try to fall asleep. And I remember also, like, we had this waterbed that was busted. So it was, like, just sleeping in a box. Was it heated or was it, like, cold water? It was a cold water bed. I had one of those. Yeah. It would chill you to the <laughs> bone. Yeah, it was so weird. It's such a weird experience. I'll never. Do you remember you lay down on it? Did and you then get stuck between the waterbed and the frame? <laughs> no. I did. I couldn't get out. That's terrifying. Yeah, it was like Toy Story when they pack everybody up for shipping. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyway, back to your story. That's like a different form of drowning. That's so scary. Yeah, but I can't talk about it anymore. We need to go back to your story really fast. Okay, okay, okay. start having feelings about it. (laughs) So we had this waterbed. But it was busted, so it was just like sleeping in a box, like a cough, not on oh, like a coffin. Yeah, like a crib. Yeah, <laughs> so scary. What you needed was thirty squishmallows. I did need because it was just like wood, like box. You're just sleeping on this hardwood. But uh, I remember spending the night there and being so afraid to fall asleep in that room, because the last thing you would see before you close your eyes is just hundreds of clowns staring at you. Then you pass out, and then sometimes I'd wake up in the middle of the night, and you know my eyes would adjust eventually, and I would see a hundred clowns just staring back at me again. So that episode triggered like that memory of that yeah. time. But anyway, no, because that sounds like, like it could have been like real. Yeah, it was very scary, and I remember. And now we're getting into it, and I remember one night spending the night there. And I don't, I just have this weird memory and maybe you have memories from your childhood also that I don't know, just don't make sense or you like feel like you can't piece together in your life. But I remember passing out in that room. It was pitch black dark. 
I don't remember paying any attention to the clowns, but I remember waking up in the middle of the night and the hallway light was on. And I looked out into the hallway and I saw like this figure of something, this form. And it was teeny tiny and it was just spooky and I couldn't make out what it was and I was terrified. And have you ever felt like when you're so scared? Turns out it was the vacuum cleaner. (laughs) Probably was actually. (laughs) The vacuum cleaner with a hat on it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, it probably was. Now that you mentioned. (laughs) It's just Kirby. I remember staring at it like and sometimes it's the weirdest experience when you're so scared you freeze up and then I feel like you just fall back asleep out of terror. (laughs) So that's what happened in that room. Strange things happen to me. Mm -hmm. Did you see the movie Poltergeist when you were young? I watched it when I was young and I watched it recently. Oh, you did? Mm -hmm. Do you? Because I have a vague memory of it because I saw it too young and I haven't rewatched it at all. But I do have certain memories. There's the ones that were implanted in my brain through pop culture, like, this house is clean. And then, like, the TV Mm -hmm. hand. And it's like, and the rope through the TV. Like, I remember that. But here's the thing. There was a, wasn't there, like, a a rag doll that was a clown? that was made out of those, like, little circle (laughs) rags that are stacked. And it makes, like, this weird segmented arms and legs, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was very, like, uh, flexible or flimsy or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had one of those. Oh, my God. And so when I saw that movie and it made the connection that I had, like, it's like I had a souvenir from the movie in my room. Oh, my God. Right? That's terrifying. (laughs) Do you know what happened to it? It's just a, it was just a thing. And I probably just, like, you know, like I do with my feelings. I probably just stuffed it <laughs> down stuffed in the bottom down. of my toy box. <laughs> Jesus. You know, it's, it's hiding under a bunch of squishmallows. Oh. But the reason I'm bringing it up is because we're talking spooky stories today. Mm-hmm. When I was nine, I was in an HBO short film. Hmm. And it was the pinnacle of my acting career as a child <gasps> actress. Oh. I remember we had to drive to Phoenix for the audition. And we were in my mom's little rust-colored Honda Civic. And the window was cracked just a little tiny bit, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this was like the 80s or whatever, so maybe she was smoking. I don't know. (laughs) But the the window was cracked. And I I was really nervous, so I was kind of fetal in the passenger seat where I had, like, my knees pulled up to my chest. Mm -hmm. And I remember being really nervous about this audition, as I was every single audition. I mean, how can you not be nervous about an audition? You see people on those TV shows and they're like, hey, Simon, check it uh, out. They, I mean, I don't know how they, they don't, do it. They don't show the behind the scenes of them throwing up in the bathroom. That must be They true. never show it. Yeah, or, or maybe the person who's nervous isn't showing it because they're, they're holding their knees to their chest. True. Anyway, so like the window's cracked open and a freaking bumblebee, not just a normal bumblebee, a freaking bumblebee. <laughs> so it was like dancing. Like Mohawk yeah. or something. Yeah, he doing the freak. Um, but anyway, so a bumblebee with like sharp teeth comes through the window and lands on my knee and stings me. And so my mom was like allergic to bees and she didn't really know like the jury's out. Is Bridget allergic or not? We don't know. Right. Because it's the 80s and there's no doctors. There's no doctors. (laughs) There's no protection for children at all in the 80s. (laughs) Right. So the bee lands on my knee. It stings my knee. And my mom's like, we need to make an emergency stop at Picacho Peak. So we stop at what was like the little hamburger restaurant at Picacho Peak. It's on the the west side of the freeway. My mom says, Bridget, calm down and just eat your hamburger. (laughs) And I started laughing. (laughs) I've got food in my mouth and I'm like, she said hamburger. (laughs) So I started to choke. So here we go. I'm choking. Second time I'm courting death. 
a waiter gets up and gives me the literal Heimlich, <gasps> and the burger wad pops out so projectile that it landed on the table of other diners. Oh my god! Like it was someone else's table. They're sitting, and then here comes a wad of meat. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so then. Naturally, I am freaked out. We show up to the audition, of course, because it's show business and my mom don't quit, right? Uh, there's no business like show business. She doesn't walk away from equity or whatever. <laughs> like, she put time into me. I needed to perform. <laughs> so we go to this audition, and there was this long hallway with little chairs and little girls all sitting in chairs. And I remember because I was late because of all this hullabaloo, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I get to walk straight past all these girls and go straight <sighs> into the door at the end of the hallway and they opened the door and they looked at me and they said, that's the girl. <gasps> that's amazing. And you know, probably because, and then it was like, well, why? I always wanna know why. And in my mythology, in my mind, the reason why was because I had the biggest eyes and I looked the scaredest. <laughs> because the film was called The Possession. Oh, wow. The part I played was Susan, a little girl who has a bedroom that where you sit up in bed and you're facing a mirror. Ugh. So there's a dresser right in front of the bed and then there's a mirror and there's a lady in the mirror who possessed Ugh. me and and wouldn't stop me, like wouldn't stop harassing me. And so my first line was Ernie Menahuni's wife, Beverly Menahuni, played my mom, who was a goddess with oh. like honey long crystal gale hair. Wow. Oh yeah, she was great. And my first line was, I got to run up onto the couch and like hold on to her and cry, Mommy, Mommy, she's back again. That mean old woman is back. Oh my God. <laughs> that was my first line. And then I remember having Visine in the hallway that I would drip into my eyes to make it look like I was crying. Because, <laughs> you know, I didn't have the cry stick. We're learning all the tricks. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know about menthol then. But so like I basically was doing that and then the, the, the plot of the story is that the lady convinces me to get a baseball bat to smash the mirror. Because if I smash the mirror, she says she'll leave me alone. Oh, my God. But... Twist. What she actually did, and it was actually a dude in my nightgown smashing the mirror because of rules. Oh. <laughs> I was hoping I would get to smash the mirror, but they didn't let me. So it was a, it was a dude with a beard in my... <laughs> and I remember he smashed... They showed him from behind, right? He smashes the mirror. The lady possesses me. And then the next scene is me in the morning where she goes, Susan, I got you some oatmeal. And I take my hand and I karate chop it on the table and I smash the bowl of oatmeal and it goes up on the wall and smashes all across the wall. And my line was, oatmeal? I don't want any oatmeal. Demons don't like oatmeal. Exactly, I had to use a demon <laughs> voice and I had to go, I want some liver, raw oh. liver, raw oh. liver. And then I had to hiss and stick my tongue out while the camera zoomed on me. Okay, you know what I'm gonna ask next, right? Yeah. Where can we see this movie? That's why I'm saying this story publicly, because if anybody can find it, I would love you <gasps> oh. forever. Here's the information I have. It was FNF Productions. It was an HBO short take, which are these little short films that they would show before a film. It was like they would prime you. And they had a whole series of horror films, spooky ones. And I remember going to the premiere of it at a hotel on the top of um, the hill over where Orange Grove gets tall. Mm -hmm. You know when Orange Grove gets tall? <laughs> yes. Up there by where Circus 79 used to be. Anyway, up yes, at the top yes. of the hill, there's that hotel there. And that's where they had the film premiere. And I remember watching all the different films that were made. And some of them were like people chopping vegetables and they chop their fingers off. And, you oh. know, like just like silly stuff. But 
the point of my story is that if anybody ever finds it, I would love to see it because I was like nine. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. What is it called again? The Possession. The Possession by F&F Productions. All I know is that on my resume, it says F&F Productions. Dang. And I was Susan. That's so amazing. Yeah. Okay, but also just like going to take it back for a second. A mirror in front of a bed is bad feng shui. Oh, that's, right? that's the thing. In my real life, <laughs> when I went home, that's what I had. Are you kidding me? No, I am not kidding you. There was a dresser with a mirror. So if I sat up in bed, it was Bloody Mary. I mm-hmm. could see myself mm-hmm. in the mirror. And I used to have pet snakes. And one time one got out and it was it was crawling up the mirror. Like, oh, my God. Up the mirror. Um, and it was just deja vu. You know? Okay. I feel like. I feel like there's a deeper meaning to all of this, and I I feel like we've talked about this, so we should probably both get exorcisms. We are starting a GoFundMe <laughs> Kickstarter for exorcisms. I, <laughs> we both have parasitic demons. Yes, we want them gone. And they need they need some jazzercise. <laughs> they need to work it out. They need to go because I feel like okay. So we've been really you and I have been really into um, Rachel. H. Stavis, who's an exorcist, right? Yeah. We've been reading her book, Sister of Darkness. Sister of Darkness. Um, and she and I, she talks about, is it her or am I getting it mixed up with my old boss? <laughs> 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 Somebody was, at some point was talking about how like so many things in life are so cyclical, like everything's a cycle. So like you're this little girl and you wake up and you look in this spooky mirror every night. Yes. And then you, by chance, like you get stung by a bee you choke on a burger, <laughs> you get to skip the line for the audition, mm-hmm. and then you walk in looking like terrified. terrified and injured, unfortunately, and they're like, that's the kid. Yep. That That's amazing to me. Like, how how does that happen? Like, you're already living that reality, and then you walk in and you get the job, and then they're like, okay, here's the sit here, kid. You're going to lay down in this bed, and there's a mirror in front of it. And you're nine years old going, this is totally normal. This is my everyday life. That's Absolutely. crazy. That's wild to me. Like, why were you put in that cycle or whatever? And And how is it perpetuating in my adult life? Yes, and how can we break it with the exorcism maybe? Don't be scared, little angel. You and I, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. DIY exorcism. <laughs> Remember in the book when she does it, there's one parasitic demon that's attached to two people. And then she goes, she goes yeah. from person oh, one yeah. to person two mm-hmm. and back and forth because the demon keeps going boink, 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 boink. Ugh. Or we shouldn't say demon, entity. 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 Yeah. No judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, because some people might think demon is a negative word. Yeah, we don't like, want to offend demons. Yeah. Or well, No, I mean, demons aren't, we don't know. We don't know what they are. We don't know. We don't know what they are. And also, we don't know what we don't know, which makes it really fun mm-hmm. for us to do a DIY exorcism. I'm scared. <laughs> all we got to do, she gives you a whole list of all of the different herbs and mm-hmm. poisonous things that you burn. Mm-hmm. So? <laughs> but she also says... Like, I think she's like, don't do this at home at one point, maybe. Or she's like, only come to me. <laughs> but I feel like... but I feel She like... wouldn't tell you the recipe <laughs> if she didn't want you to do it yourself. Oh. Plus, she has a waiting list of like 500 people. I know. I know. I know. So... That's a bummer. Anyway, thank you for tuning into our episode. Stay tuned for the next episode when we um, circle back. Where we circle back. Oh, my God. Because, you know, as Jaime said, it's all in circles. It is. Yeah. Circles and cycles. Today's song of the day is Widening Circles by Laura Mish 
It's a good album. The Sample layers, the yeah, it's the beautiful. harps, mm-hmm. the feelings are layered. It's like a musical onion, but it's pretty. Yes, <laughs> and it will make you cry. <laughs> and it will make you cry. <laughs> but it doesn't stink. <laughs> hey, I think onions smell great. They do, but they. I got you know. this whole perfume called Eau de Onion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, what's that fabulous scent? That we're lo- the scent of, oh, of soul. the moment. Oh, the scent of the moment is um, Soul, the Brazilian brand, I believe, called Soul. And it's um, the one that I fell in love with. First, I was all about the pistachio scent. And I was like, this is amazing. But then I smelled the vanilla macadamia scent. And I was like, I want to smell like a cookie every day of my life for the rest of my life. So, kind of like, the like. do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> I want to be the Muffin Man. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Lonely Hearts Club. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.